everyone. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is another episode of the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Settle in, grab a cup of tea, maybe a crumpet or a biscuit or your favorite little chocolate chip cookie. Oh, I I have some chocolate chip cookies. I really need to get those Um, later. later. I'll get them later. Uh, But oh, gee, this is a fun topic to talk about. Today, our topic is the design of a junk journal page. How to design a junk journal page. What goes on in the thoughts of of a junk journal maker when she's designing or he's designing a junk journal page? And um, I use that term junk journal loosely. I used to have an energy on the fact I called it a junk journal uh, because uh, I thought, well, you know, it's it's uh, I'm working hard here. This can't be junk. And if you hear strange noises, I'm sitting outside on my patio and there's a goose honking. And (laughs) so I I have birds around me no matter where I go. But I hope that's okay with you guys. Uh, She's settled down now. It's uh, the beginning of spring here. And let's just say that... uh, all the animals are very interested in each other at this time. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of activity out here. Um, but uh, so back to how to design a junk journal page. Okay, there's a, there are many, many ways to approach designing a page. Um, and as we, uh, there are as many ways to design a page as there are artists that design them. And there's no right or wrong way. You can do this any way you like. I certainly hope you pick a way that makes your heart sing. Because designing the junk journal page can be uh, the heart of the process, the thrill of it. Um, you know, you spent time making your junk journal, the construction of it. You've made your covers, your signatures, your spine. Then you've made some embellishments and you've collected those, or you're going to make them as you go. There's no right or wrong way. It's all okay and it's all good. And it's perfectly okay if they're not perfect. Um, it's maybe even better because they really show that it was handmade. Um, okay, so. Um, I'm just going to share some of the ways that I do it with you and um, you may have your own way of doing it or you may want to uh, morph these ways or maybe something will spark interest for you. I hope so. Uh, But when I'm sitting down uh, and I turn uh, a page and I see a blank page, uh, we all confront the blank page at some point or time and uh, guess what? We get to deal with it or hey, we get to jump in and splatter paint all over it. I mean, there's so many different things we can do. Um, so let's just talk about a general junk journal page, a one-sided page, like you open the journal and you're looking at the page on the right, for example, and you're thinking to yourself, I am going to approach designing this one page. Well, I could look at it and design it many different ways. I could consider little versus big, and we'll get into that. I could consider backgrounds versus foregrounds, and we'll get into that. I could consider plain versus busy. I could consider awe, A-W-E, versus explore. Hmm. I could consider same versus different. I could consider theme versus eclectic. So um, let's go over some of these ideas and, exp- and I'll just explain a little bit more in detail what I mean by all these different things. First of all, I think the most important thing to do is tap into how you are feeling at the moment. Do you feel like making something grand and exotic and possibly complex and intricate and detailed? 
Or are you more on the back side of life and you're just thinking, I'd like to sit down and just make something fun, something easy, easy for my hands, easy for my brain, easy for my supplies that I have right now. I don't have to rummage around for hours gathering up all the things I need. So take a little pulse of your crafting brain and crafting heart and see where you actually sit that day. Because... In most junk journals, there are other pages. So you may be in a mood one day for one thing and a different mood for uh, another on another day for another thing. And uh, capitalize on that. Use that. Absorb it. Um, and encourage it and nurture it. Your body and your brain are trying to tell you, trying to guide you in a direction. And when we're crafting, when we're artists, it's great to go with that because uh, in there, somewhere in those little fibril tendrils, tendrils of... Uh, fiber tendrils of those uh, brain thoughts is where the magic happens. So embrace it and uh, let's step onto the page. So uh, let's talk about flips, for example. Flips are a nice and easy way to start. A lot of people get intimidated by flips, but flips are actually pretty easy once you get basic construction and the basic construction is very easy. So flips can be as simple as a piece of paper. Flips can be made from envelopes. Flips can be made from cardstock. Flips can be made from junk mail. Flips can be made from scrapbook paper. Flips can be made from, um, you know, uh, coffee dyed paper. Whatever you you like, you can make flips from. And um, uh, the you're only the world is your oyster, and you're only limited by your imagination. So you uncop that imagination, and you just let it flow out all over your flips. And uh, you can flip up. You can flip to the right, you can flip to the left, you can flip down, you can multi-flip. You can flip up and flip down, you can flip right up and flip left, or you could do a star formation and flip everywhere. (laughs) And uh, uh, you can uh, have a lot of fun with flips. And flips can go forwards or backwards. Uh, Flips can reveal pockets. Flips can reveal more writing space. Flips can reveal... um, uh, they can be backwards, they can be forwards, they can be, you can wrap around a page and be a flip. I mean, there's just so many different things that you can do with flips. So flips are a great way to immerse yourself in a page. So if you don't know what else to do, just sit down to yourself and say the word flip. How can I incorporate a flip on this page? Now, um, Let's take another category, for example. How about the littles? And I call the littles are the tinies, the teeny tinies. If you want to play with maybe teeny tiny flips, you could have a whole bunch of tiny flips on a page. Or you could do little tiny uh, uh, tags and you could put little tiny tags all over a page. Uh, You could put little pieces of material, little swatches of material all over the page. Or uh, different little, um, you could make little... Uh, snippets or, or, or little paper trims that are tiny. You can make little embellishments and put them all over a page or put them in the four corners of a page or just put a tiny one in the center of a page. You could put tiny pictures on a page. You could put tiny stamps on a page. You can uh, take materials and threads and yarns and take tiny pieces of it and make tiny clusters and put those on a page. I mean, there's so many different things when you take one word, one concept, like tiny, or little, the littles, the tinies, and you just look at your blank page and you think, what can I think of when I think of little or tiny? How many different ways can I express little or tiny? What are the supplies that I can incorporate with little or tiny? And um, uh, your, your brain your brain will take you there, don't worry. Um, uh, we're giving it like a spoonful of sugar to start with. And um, 
this will get your engine going. Not a good idea to put sugar in your engine, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I give, this will give you a little energy to get you going. And next thing you know, before you know it, you'll be off and running. Maybe littles might mean not adding anything to the page other than maybe you're going to make some faux sewing stitches along the edge with little designs, little X's all the way around the border of a page. Maybe you're going to take a marker and just put dots around the page. Maybe you're going to do pointillism and just do a tiny dot picture made of dots. Maybe you're going to draw little pictures and tear them out and uh, paste them in different sections. Maybe you're going to make little uh, stamped embellishments and tear those out. Maybe you're going to find tiny words and tear those out and put those all over a page. I mean, the, the ideas are endless. And in return, we can think about the same thing with the bigs. You just say to yourself, I'm sitting down, I'm looking at my page, I'm going to think about big. And what can I do on this page that would be big? Well, I could do a big bold design um, in watercolor or a giant stamp perhaps, or I could make definitive lines and make it a beautiful writing page on a coffee dyed paper perhaps, or maybe I'll make a big flip or big multi flips. Um, you know, there's so many things you can do. Maybe I'll put a big envelope on there and I'll stuff it with amazing things. Maybe I'm going to go for impact. Maybe I'm going to put a giant word in the center of the page, or I'm going to write a big letter, just like the letter B or something like that across the page and, uh, highlight it around and just have some fun with, um, something big. Uh, I made a, a big postage stamp once that was quite large and, uh, that was a lot of fun. So kind of taking the normal or the regular or something that we see in a certain size and we break construct on, in our brains on the way we normally see it and we make something that's normally small, we make it big. And we can do the same thing with the littles. We can make something very small when we're normally used to seeing it much bigger. Like maybe making a tiny postcard that's only, you know, uh, a tiny rectangle about, you know, one inch by half an inch, something like that. Uh, so there's a lot of things. When you just think of one word, your brain will start to churn and your, start, your, your, your brain's going to start to give you ideas. And uh, if you don't know what to do, if you're saying, Pam, my brain is not giving me any ideas. I'm, I'm uh, dead in the water here. Please help me. Um, what I would say is just you're sitting at your craft area. Let your hand flop down and whatever supply it touches, pick it up and ask yourself, big, how can I make something out of this big and feel the craft supply? Is it a material? Is it a paper? Is it thread? Is it, what is it? What is it? Uh, what are you picking up? And start asking yourself and seeing how you can roll that supply and your brain thoughts into something big. And Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And have some fun with it. Uh, remember, this is playtime. This is our self, uh, you know, given playtime. Let's enjoy it. And uh, let's throw those rules away and uh, just have some fun. And uh, let's explore now backgrounds versus foregrounds. Okay, so when you're looking at your page and you want to play and you're thinking, okay, let me think about the background. Let's just take that first. Well, you know, there's a lot of fun things we can do with backgrounds. 
we can leave it plain. We can leave the beautiful page white and clean and as is and not change a thing and just honor that. But we can also do things to it. As we know, we can stencil it. We can paint it. We can splatter it. We can um, mask it. We can uh, draw on it. We can uh, uh, put sparkle or um, gilding paste on it. We can uh, use paints or chalks or pastels or markers or glitter. I mean, there's so many things that we can do for a background. We can draw around the shapes of things and uh, use objects as stencils. Um, Leaves are fun to do with that. And uh, then we can introduce color, so many different kinds of colors. Should we stick with one color on our background? Should we layer in multiple colors? Should we mist the whole background first and then layer in stencil on top of that? I mean, there's just so many different things you can do with background. We can collage the background. We can take words and put them all over the background. We can take numbers and put them all over the background. We can also use... um, Uh, rubber stamps that have a script font and just lightly touch the background giving it a nice uh, scripted background Um, if you're doing a themed journal you could use something related to the theme of that journal to give a subtle background feeling and maybe you want to use a lighter color so that when you use a focal point on top of it your focal point will really stand out from the background Uh, so many so much fun just so much fun to be had and same thing let's switch over to foregrounds. So we talked about backgrounds. Now we're going to talk about foregrounds. Now foregrounds, think of your focal point. Your focal point would live in your foreground. And this is the thing that's going to, everything else is going to drive the eye to the focal point. Everything is going to guide the viewer to the foreground. So look at the uh, focal point. Um, your foreground is what's going to come in front, in front of your background. So this could be your focal point if you put a piece of something on the center of your page or in the uh, bottom of your page in the foreground. But it's going to be whatever is supposed to be visually closer to the person. This may be done in artwork where you're uh, drawing, let's say, the scene of a lake. I'm looking out at a lake and uh, I can see the grass, which is in my foreground, and then the lake beyond in the background. So maybe you want to emphasize your grass. You're going to be able to see the grass in more detail. The colors are going to be more vibrant when they're up close or uh, more intense or uh, maybe have more distinct dark lined images around them, uh, uh, delineating them more clearly. So you're emphasizing, you're creating this uh, area that is easier to spot, easier to see, more details um, for the human eye in your foreground or your focal point. So your ideas in this realm are absolutely unlimited. I mean, you can do anything from something that makes perfect sense, like grass and then the lake, or you could put a fairy, uh, you know, floating through the air, misty air behind the fairy, but the fairy is the focal point, and she's very beautiful and has, uh, you know, intense, vibrant, lovely colors. And in the background, it's all very soft and muted and, uh, um, you know, just kind of haloed and ombre around her. So kind of think about backgrounds versus foregrounds as another fun way to get your brain thinking about what you can do on a journal page. There's a, a thousand and one ideas and wrapped up into that. Um, but let's move on to the next idea. And uh, the next will be awe versus explore. Awe, A-W-E, like uh, awful, like awful, but I mean like a sense of awe, um, like amazement. The person looks at it and just goes, ah, oh, wow, like that's neat. Possibly an example of an awe page might just be one word in the middle of a blank page. 
um, peace or reflect or um, heart or uh, love. I mean, it can be any anything. Like this is just an example, but uh, something to make the person stop and look and ponder and wonder. And um, it's a beautiful thing when you can have that experience on a page. It can be cluttered, or it can be simple. There's no distinction in the um, more appropriateness of either way. You can do it. Uh, in either distinction so you can have something that is very simple like one word in the middle of a page or you could have a thousand words on the page and that would still have the person experience a sense of awe when they looked at it I uh, was in a museum a while back and I came across a painting well it was a it was a picture actually it was a very large picture maybe 10 feet by 40 feet and it was entirely made of postage stamps and uh, the detail was amazing in this picture. It looked like, um, you know, it had um, a farming scene and biz- like cityscape scenes and things like that when you step back. But when you went up really close, you could see individual postage stamps. The entire thing was made of postage stamps. So the awe of that impression was, wow, look at this. But wait a minute, really look at this. And it just kind of takes your breath away, makes you step back. It kind of jars you for a second. It it makes you pay attention. And that is the world of awe. Uh, Versus explore. An explore page might mean you either explore with your eyes, your hands, your fingers. But there's something to do. And those can be a lot of fun. Now, flips would fall into that category because you flip them and you open them and then maybe there's an envelope and you get to dig inside the envelope and see what's there or um, who knows what it is. Maybe there's little accordion uh, uh, notebooks that can open or or there's little uh, notebooks that can be explored. They may be attached or permanently or temporarily to a page. Maybe they're clipped on, but you can open little doors and windows and uh, peek inside things and unfurl things and, uh, you know, like you can kind of ferret around the page and it's something also again to catch the person uh, by in a sense of surprise they didn't know this was coming and oh my goodness what if I uh, you know turn this little door lift up that little latch or look lift up under this lid or um, you know look under this what's there what's tucked what's tucked inside here that I didn't realize was there the sense of discovery the sense of adventure the sense of uh, the thrill of the exploration and the hunt is all enwrapped in the in the explore page, and it's very fun to salt and pepper some explore pages throughout your journals just for fun. Um, and uh, I, I think this uh, harkens back to times when I was growing up when we had those pop-up books and then there were little things that you could pull and it would make an arm move or a leg move or something like that. Well, there was something to do. You weren't just sitting there like a lifeless blob, you know, with the television on, but you were actually active in your book doing something. And how fun was that? I think, I think that's why I enjoy those so much. Um, but yeah, the awe versus the explore is definitely something to, to think about. <clears throat> then there is the the themed versus eclectic page. Now the themed page basically is following the theme of your journal. Let's say you're doing, um, you know, the 
Lord of the Rings theme. And so, you know, you're going to have salt and pepper throughout your journal, little things that remind people of something related to Lord of the Rings. So you can just start thinking about your theme and start thinking about what can I put on this page? I can maybe, you know, go do some research on the internet and find some pictures or uh, get a book related to that and tear some pictures out. Or um, I can just, you know, go to town and have some fun drawing some pictures that are similar to that. Um, Or maybe use uh, pieces of uh, material or words related to that theme, numbers related to that theme, times, clocks, dates. Uh, There's so many things that you can think about in daily life that we experience uh, on a moment-to-moment basis related to that theme that you can start writing a list down and then you can pull from that list to put on your themed page. Now, the eclectic page or the eclectic journal, which uh, they're a lot of fun because you have uh, carte blanche, you have total uh, creative freedom where you can just put whatever you want on that page. It doesn't have to fall into any category, into any pre-thought anything. You can just do whatever your heart desires at that moment. If I want to make a yellow page with a purple daisy today, I'm going to do that and I can just do it. And I don't have to explain it. I don't have to justify it. I don't have to sell it. I don't have to do anything. I just want to put that purple daisy on that yellow page. And there I can have some fun with that. So there's a lot of reckless abandon on the, in the eclectic page. And eclectic pages and theme pages can be uh, bridged together as well. You can do a little theme with a little eclect. <laughs> That's the way it can be done. All right, let's look at um, uh, the double page spread. These are fun. These are where you take up an entire left and right page unified together in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think I once did a video where you did a double spread, double page spread where I put a clock face in the center and half of the clock face was on one side and the other half was on the other side. But when you open that page, it would open it up and you could see the whole clock face. So you could do this with any design. It could be a butterfly. It could be, um, and that's with just the one concept of one single image in the center. But you could also do double page spread where, uh, I did another one once where there were little patches of material um, all across the left and the right page and they all had different textures and colors but they were from the same um, color families but uh, so there was some uniformity but enough difference where it made it interesting when you came to that and it made I don't know it made me feel like I wanted to touch the material and touch to, to see what they all felt like they were similar enough but different enough where I wanted to do a little exploring too so that was fun <clears throat> so um, that is the uh, the double page spread. Kind of think about that idea. There's a lot of things that could go from one side to the other, from one side to the other. What could you do? What could you do? Um, so lots of fun to be had there. Now remember also um, that you have other concepts you can play with. Uh, for example, same versus different, plain versus busy, pockets versus tucks. Um, So there's so many other things, but I just wanted to share some random ideas with you today in the podcast as we're sitting there. I don't know. What are we doing? Len, are we making soup today? Or um, Sarah, are we walking the dog? Um, Or are we, we're probably not at the gym, but maybe we're at home uh, doing some yoga or something like that. That would be nice. Got to get up and move around every once in a while. We can't always craft sitting because we'll, we'll get, you know, we'll get, we'll, 
stay in that position forever. <laughs> I know how that can happen. So anyway, this was fun, guys. I hope you enjoyed, um, uh, you know, thinking about different ways to design a journal page with me. And, um, you know, I just really love our time together. So I look forward to talking with you again soon. Um, please check out uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, videos are Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Podcasts are Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have a whole bunch of uh, beautiful vintage uh, digital uh, printables on my Etsy page, The Paper Outpost, if you want to check that out. Um, And also I have a new newsletter going out. So if you would like to get the um, free checklist of junk journal supplies, along with the note from the bookmaker, which explains what a junk journal is that you can tuck into the front of your journals, along with a monthly free digital printable, sign up for the newsletter. All the links are below all the videos. And just uh, go ahead and sign up for that and that'll come right to you. So um, remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. I hope you're having an awesome day and I really look forward to talking to you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.